Well, it's Friday afternoon, and it's time for me, Colin Lively, and the Colin Lively Show, which usually features Dorothy Bishop as my co-host. Unfortunately, Dorothy is out to sea, and she will not be joining me today. Uh, the funny thing is, every time Dorothy leaves New York, she gets she causes an earthquake. She was in California a couple of weeks ago. Almost the minute she landed, there was an earthquake. She was in Central America a few months ago. As soon as she landed, there was an earthquake. So... I think Dorothy is really a scourge to the planet. She's as bad as the oil spill, and I love that word, spill, which sounds like a baby tipped over a glass of milk. But um, I, I find Dorothy is almost as dangerous. It scares me when she comes back to New York. In fact, Dorothy and I were dancing last Friday. We were doing our weekly dance practice, which is meditation, also dance, which helps us keep young. Uh, Gabrielle Roth, my friend who started the five rhythms, it keeps our joints lubricated. It keeps us moving. And both Dorothy and I look decades younger than we are. And that's what we. one of the things that we attribute to our youthful appearance. Another thing that, that I noticed this week is all my life I've been a Gabor sister fan. And we almost lost who I consider to be the greatest Gabor sister of all, Jaja, this week, who was in intensive care, but she has rebounded and seems to be doing fine at 93. Jaja has been married a a million times, I don't even know how many times, and Jaja, I know, attributed a vibrant sex life to one of her secrets for staying young and beautiful. I remember Luciano Pignatelli, who was an, a, a princess, an Italian princess, who advertised, I think, Lux or Camay, and she attributed an active sex life to one of her ways of, of staying young. I don't know if all of that's true, but later today, in, in fact, in just a few minutes, I've got my special guest, Hattie, who has become an overnight sensation at the age of 74, who is now being featured on a lot of shows. In fact, I watched her last Sunday night on the Learning Channel, and there she was, 74 years old, talking about strange sex. I don't know how strange the sex is that Hattie practices, even though she tells me that she's got two 30-something-year-old boyfriends because their stamina just doesn't keep up to her, so she needs an, a morning boy and an afternoon boy, or however she juggles them. I think she's on the down low with, with them. They don't know about the other, but I'll let her tell her own secrets. I'm not going to air her dirty laundry. I'll let her air her dirty laundry, which is one of the things she's really good at. I happened to have moved to New York City 21 years ago, and the very first day that I lived in New York, I had a previous appointment set up by a book publisher to meet Hattie to do her hair for her then book cover, which I believe was called Retro Age, Four Steps to a Younger You. Um, Hattie's topic, for as long as I've known her, has been about staying young, staying vital, and literally no one does it as well as Hattie. She can do full splits. She can bring her ankle up, straight up off the ground, and flatten it against her head. I've, I've truly never seen anything like it. In fact, in doing her hair for her book cover... Uh, I became friends with Hattie. Anyone who meets her is just absolutely mesmerized by her energy and her beauty. And I was one of those that was forever in the Hattie fan base. Um, but the first time I was at Hattie's home, which in itself is quite an interesting place to be, in the middle of a conversation, I was there with a couple of friends of mine that I wanted to meet her, and in the middle of a conversation, she started to stand on her head. She didn't say, do you mind if I stand on my head? She didn't say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand on my head. She just stood on her head, and she stayed that way through a big part of the conversation. And later, when I was alone with Hattie, I said, 
Hattie, you know, my friends from West Virginia and Ohio were a little surprised by some of your behavior. First of all, the food in itself was very interesting, but it was the standing on the head bit, and particularly when she was standing on the head bit and she wasn't wearing a lot of undergarments. Uh, and it was, it was really quite a sight. I said, what on earth was that about? And she said, Colin, if you don't stand on your head to get the blood going to your brain, you're not, your brain is going to stop functioning at full, uh, at, at full speed. And then she talked to me about having oxygen, which I took. I was putting little drops of oxygen into the water, which tasted like Clorox bleach. So I don't know what that was about. But the other thing that Hattie taught me, which I, I, I don't know that I have adhered to through the years, was the importance of food combining. So I will let Hattie talk about whatever she wants to talk about. But in my experience knowing Hattie, She's written a number of books, and she's been a real inspiration for me. And her latest book is called Sex and the Single Senior, A Cougar's Search for Love. And at this point, I'm going to introduce Hattie, because I think there's so much for her to talk about that we better get into it. Hattie, welcome to the Colin Lively Show. I'm certainly glad to be here with all the oxygen in my brain and other parts of my anatomy. Well, well I'm certainly glad you're here to be with us with all the oxygen in your brain, too. But, Hattie, I know that in your life you've been uh, a lot of things. You started out as a I believe, as an actor, uh, and then you went into, you had your own dance studio, which was quite a famous dance studio here in New York. Then you became uh, a psychotherapist. Then you became a nutritionist. You've done a lot of special body work, and now you call yourself a holistic life coach. What does that mean, holistic life coach? In the course of all my work with people, I, uh, I started out teaching dance as a dancer to preschoolers, and their spirit was so alive, and they didn't care what they said. If they were annoyed, they'd look at me and say, cocky face, I hate you, and I just watched the joy and the delight coming out of them. But then as I saw people getting older and changing, particularly when I became a psychotherapist, I noticed that this spirit was really being confounded by one problem after another. And I myself was experiencing very serious problems. I got divorced at 48 after a 25-year marriage. And I said, I have to find a way to generate joy out of this. And so my life is predicated on kind of like a horse and a cow make manure. I know this is quite possibly a grotesque image, but it says what I have to say. Out of this stuff that comes out of their body, we grow flowers. So I use this as a metaphor, however scatological it may be, that out of the problems and out of the challenges of life, I keep spinning joy. Now, in my 70s, I do not want to follow the image of an older woman in her rocking chair. No problem for anybody who wants that, but I'm rocking in a different way without the chair. And this is what I want to impart to people. Now, Colin, you know about this because you're rocking and rolling too, honey. I hope so. I'm doing my best. Well, as I was watching everything dropping to South America where the surgeons are, I decided, Hattie, you're not going that route. You're going to spin beauty from within. So I attended the Unity Church with Colin and we learned about the spiritual trust in God and the deep love that you have to generate for yourself. And that's what I've been doing. Now, when you talk in deep love, for some people, love could be a hug, it could be a gift, it could be a poem. It's all those things for me, but it's also sexuality. I love sex. I always have. When I was a kid, you know, if it, if it stuck out, I sat on it. And I haven't gone too far from that place myself. So rather than just thinking this as a vulgar or, um, you know, phenomenon that's very trendy, sex, sex sells, 
I've combined sexuality and spirituality. Consequently, I can coach people from infancy all the way to the end of one's life. And I thread into the particular things that people need, whether they have to own their own beauty, generate that beauty, share it, family, relationships, health, everything that constitutes a truly vital and healthy and youth-filled. Now, when I say youth, I don't just mean chronological youth. I say that the opposite of old is not new. The opposite of, oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) that was a mistake. The opposite of old is not young. The opposite of old is new. Now, Colin is renewing himself all the time, and I just love the fact that he, with time, has learned to claim him true, his true self. And that's what I've learned, and that's what I've taught people. So when I hear, Hattie, you know, your cleavage at your age, my God, this is awful, I don't take offense at that. Now, in my book, Four Steps to a Younger You, Retro Age, this is for sale on Amazon, as is my second book, Sex and the Single Senior, I am teaching people how to empower themselves mostly women, but also men and women and couples. And I am going to be having a cruise in January for the empowerment of women, for your power, your beauty, and your sexuality for your whole life. And that's booked through www.bestcruisesandtravelnow.com. B-E-S-T-C-R-U-I-S-E-S-A-N-D-T-R-A-V-E-L-N-O-W dot com. It's a nice long address, but I will be giving you things to last you for years and years and years. So that's the cruise coming up in, in May. I'm taking people to the gorgeous island of Anguilla for a rejuvenation vacation. Now, it's one thing to say I'm thinking young. But it's the other thing to behave and take action on youth. And that's where the four steps come in. Eating, attitude, skin care, and exercise. Together they spell ease. I want to inspire you. If you watch me on television, the Behar Show, um, everyone is astonished. How does this woman look this way? How does she behave this way? I've never had surgery. I never will. I've never done any kind of shots, anything that hasn't got to do with beauty and health from within. That's holistic to me. Now, if other people decide on facelifts, their choice, I say facelifts are like potato chips. You can't just have one because you're paralyzing your muscles and your meridians. In any case, the major thing that I'm communicating is that chronological age, as they say in the audience, that's just a number, man. (laughs) However, I work in the Caribbean, love it. I did an island lose a thousand pounds. I actually got an island to eat brown rice. I hope I can do the same for you. And I want to encourage, inspire, delight you that open your heart, open your legs, open your mind. (laughs) And there is an opening in life for all of you. Now, I hear you, Colin, agreeing with me. Go for it, man. Well, I totally agree, sweetheart. And speaking of openings, we have to take a little break right here for our sponsors' time, and we'll be right back with more Hattie and how to stay young through a vibrant sex life. We'll be right back. It's Colin Lively, the Colin Lively Show on the Zeus Radio Network, Hear Women Talk. In case you want to hear this again or you want your friends to hear this steamy conversation, which is only going to get steamier with Hattie, they can go to the Hear Women Talk website. They can look under archived shows and they can hear it again if they miss some of the tips that Hattie is going to give us. And by all means, this is a show you're going to want to recommend to your friends. Hattie, the, you're talking about your books. Uh, 
I know that in Retro Age, which I use as a, as a Bible and I follow it as closely as I, I can, growing up in West Virginia, I have to say that I can't get away from the heavy carbs and the bacon fat because we used bacon fat to season everything. So those are still my downfalls. But you didn't touch on the sex life so much in Retro Age, although when I first met you, one of the things that you told me, and I'll never forget this, is that you started and ended each day with an orgasm. And being a simple little hairdresser from Ohio, I was absolutely shocked. I've got to tell you that you've shocked me so much in the course of the 21 years I've known you, but I no longer... I'm no longer shocked by anything you say or do. In fact, knowing you, I've learned that what you do makes absolute perfect sense, that you bring a lot of joy to yourself. You certainly bring a lot of joy to all of us who, who are privileged enough to know you. But in this Sex and the Single Senior, A Cougar's Search for Love, um, tell me some of the high points when it comes to slowing down the aging process or helping us move into an older age? Well, that mostly is in the Retro Age book with eating, attitude, skin care, and exercise. What happens after a lifetime of following those things, as you say, your Bible, then I found that my sex drive was not diminishing at all. And talk about shocking, I don't use a vibrator, so there's no electricity that I have to use whatsoever, no batteries. All of it comes from my own sense of self-love and my desire. Now, everyone has different desires, and I want to encourage people to follow their lights, no matter what they be. They may not be sexual. That's fine. Uh, they can experience sexuality in all different ways. You have to choose, and then when you choose, take action. As you get older, I have become more selective, for instance. I used to get hot, you know, if I saw... <laughs> Well, a goat. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> if, I'm, if, I'm, if it floats your goat, you know. Now as long as I it's not an old that. goat. We're not interested in old goats. <laughs> no, not a talk show host intended here, sweetheart. <laughs> but you have to really um, accept what your mind brings forth and never ever censor your fantasies. I think that if you censor yourself on every level, then you're going to stop your juices from flowing, and I mean that literally. So um, I think that if you love orgasms, you give them to yourself, or you have someone share them or provide them for you. Get them any way you can. That is like, for me, a complete tune-up of my being. So if I'm with a man, it has to be someone whom I truly uh, respect and admire and desire. When I was younger, it was more, you know, is he hot? If he's hot, he's a, I'm a walking yes. And that's how I got fireman. I described that in my book. It was like um, <laughs> he came out not to put out the fire. So I've had a, a many exciting adventures with older guys, and I've done undercover and overcover research on this. Um, I'll be writing all about all these things in my blog which is www.holisticallyhattie.com, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-A-L-L-Y.com, Holistically Hattie. I write about being a cougar. I write about being a sexual being. I write about organic food. I wrote the first organic certification form in America in the 60s, in the 60s, that is, and John Lennon was a member of my group. So... There has been all sorts of holistic, caring, loving, deeply honoring and spiritual invested in all of this sexuality. It's not just the housewives of New Jersey or whatever. They don't wear house dresses anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sequins as they, as they clean the oven and the toilet, but no way. Uh, they'll go to whatever parts of the house and the anatomy they're going, but not with the spiritual grounding that the holistic life provides. And that's what I'm giving you, how to combine the spirituality and the sexuality. Now, I have a website as well, www.hattie, 
retroage.com, H-A-T-T-I-E-R-E-T-R-O-A-G-E.com. If you go there, you can sign up for my list. I'll be sending out um, different mailings. I'll be making myself available for private sessions, which you can schedule. I'm giving you quite a lot of information. I hope you have a pen handy for private sessions, 212-388-8509, for private sessions. I'll answer whatever questions come up. And uh, I want to, with my voice, with my being, with my energy, with my deep and loving friendship with Colin, to bring a special optimism to you. Now, you have to realize that that's going to fluctuate. Fluctuate. <laughs> fluctuate. <laughs> no, I didn't say flagellate. Excuse me, Colin. <laughs> I heard what you said. You said fluctuate. <laughs> but, you, <laughs> but you are going to have your ups and downs. We all do. I have experienced severe depression. I know what it's like. It's not in the past. I know it will visit me. And I have been able to use the spirituality and the optimism and my deepest friendships and joy to keep spinning life out of negativity, to spin joy out of sadness. We have them both, and as an artist and as a caring human being and a loving human being, which you all are, which we all are, you can develop that skill, that gift, and know that no matter what you have to face, that you can spin joy out of it. I wrote on the last page of my book, so I'd love to have my life mate. He's not with me now, wherever he may be. I hope he comes onto the ethers and joins me shortly thereafter, that I will be gracious, dignified, beautiful, and loving. And then I added, no matter what. I don't want good excuses for being obnoxious or disgusting or sad or insensitive. I don't want excuses or good reasons. I'm not those things. And with or without a partner, I will keep dancing. And in a way, with this program and in my life and my TV appearances, my books, my private sessions, I want us to be dancing together. Won't that be great? <laughs> and, and in our style, uh, Colin and I are dancing partners always, just always. It's one of my greatest joys, Hattie, is, is dance. I dance every single day. Uh, one, of, one of my great inspirations was, was Mimi uh, Waddell, who just died at nearly 100, and Mimi did, a, did a, a, a movie. They did a documentary about her life, which honestly I cannot remember the title of, but if you go on YouTube or if you get, uh, Google Mimi Waddell, Waddell, W-E-D-D-E-L-L, uh, her movie will show up. She was one of the most amazing persons I that I've ever known in my life. And she attributed her longevity and the fact that she could move so freely to dance. Mimi did trapeze work well into her 90s. She did she danced every single day and she did Pilates three times a week Mimi was a, an actress and like you Hattie Mimi blazed the way that no one before her had, had ever done when most people were rocking babies and waiting for, for father time to come and whisk them away uh, Mimi was active she stayed active until almost the moment that she died which is what I want to do, it's what you want to do. And of course, in unity, we don't die. We make transition. We just simply move on to, an, to another vehicle. We trade in this body, which is like a car, and its parts wear out, and we simply trade it in for a newer model, and we keep on going. And that was Mimi's philosophy, and it helped her from becoming depressed and saying, oh, I'm growing old and I'm going to die. The word die, we just don't use. Um, because, you know, I mean, that's a whole different topic, but it's part of what keeps us up. It, 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 it keeps us motivated. It keeps us young. But, Hattie, one of the things that I – another of many things that you've inspired me with is how you handle technology. 
you you uh, have your blog. You're on Facebook. You have a very active face on pa a page on Facebook. It's an entertaining page. A lot of the people that I know follow you very closely and daily on Facebook. You have a cell phone. You have everything that keeps us involved in the game because it's not just about being young looking last week i had as a guest anna robbins who's a very young social media expert and she was telling us the importance of staying in the game i know so many people who have not graduated to a cell phone or if they do they have the old flip phone which they can't text they can't do anything with and i tell my clients constantly who are stuck in the trenches of technology that they've got to get in step and that's one of the things that you really do is you use electronic media to keep it out there yeah we'll keep it up there electronic keep it media. up and keep you it out <laughs> <laughs> when you say things like that colin we are not talking iq here honey <laughs> no. what, what was it joan rivers said when did you when when asked about do do men want intelligent women, she said, "I never met a man who was looking up a woman's skirt trying to find a library card." And I, I, I laughed. I've howled over that line. I remember that line. That is. That and is she's great. another oh, yeah. one who embraced aging beautifully, and she stayed very young. Unfortunately, she resorted to the plastic surgery, and she's a good example of why we should do Hattie's facial exercises instead of going under the knife. But on that note, we've got to take another break, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with more Hattie. It's Colin Lively back, and I had to take a cold shower during our break because Hattie has this news radio network show here, Women Talk, all steamed up, and, and it's a little much for somebody who's 62 years old to have to contend with on a, on a Friday afternoon. And Hattie is one of my favorite septuagenarians, and we've been joined by another one of my favorite favorite septuagenarians. How do you like that I can use that fancy word? Miss Bobby Horowitz. Bobby, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Oh, well, thank you. I knew Hattie was going to be on. I couldn't not. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to miss Hattie. And fortunately... Don't miss, I, don't, I never want to miss Colin and Dorothy either. <laughs> we're, we're, thank God we're on the radio because both Hattie and I are doing this show in the nude. I, I, oh. I'm stark naked here as, as I'm doing the Colin Lively show. And I know Hattie <laughs> is stark naked. Bobby, you might as well strip down yourself. No, that's all right. I'll dress you. That's one of the things I do. Oh great! Well, do you rec what do you think is hotter? I mean, I know you uh, you you have quite a few boyfriends yourself. I've seen you on the arm of a lot of handsome gentlemen. What do you recommend? Okay. What do you think is sexier and more youthful: the boxer underwear, the briefs, the string bikini, or no underwear at all? <laughs> Give me some advice. It depends on the guy. It totally depends on the guy. I wasn't going to. I wasn't even thinking of this. But since this is the topic that came up, I have to tell you, I had an experience with a man that I thought I was falling for, really falling for, really falling for, and he got turned off by the idea that I mean, we'd been going for a while. That I can't, for a long while, that I had come in wearing just a bathrobe and snuck into bed with him without having pajamas or a nightgown on. So you never know what the other mind, well, you, you know, how they were taught. Yes. Well, it's good to know right away about this guy because uh, he probably wanted the key to your bronze chastity belt. And, uh, <laughs> and perhaps you didn't wear one or have a key have key access of course he was very wealthy he was a very wealthy man so i don't know what his what his thing was he had a, a problem i mean i won't go in he had a he had a problem i realized afterwards yeah you're right patty it was 
it was a strange experience. But I know well, how joyful you are and how zestful you always are. Well, and I it's certainly, just a joy um, to me. I certainly um, would not expect a man not you know, who would want me in pajamas. I don't own a pair of pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so I would I would quickly send this very wealthy man to um you know to uh, well, I, a very yeah, expensive I, 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 store and have him buy himself a pair of pajamas and not darken my door again. <laughs> Money no, I no. did. I did. I did. He had Good. other problems too. But um it, it was just interesting that you brought that up. It really was. And that each person has their own it's like everything as it's like the eating, the movement mm-hmm the attitude, mm-hmm. all of it. People are taught things they're not realizing. They don't know they were taught them. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 I had a little thing in my blog that we know things that we don't know we know. Mm-hmm. Like as a baby coming out, we don't know that we're, we're supposed to eat sugar and not spinach. I mean, that's not how we're born. I mean, if you well, let kids alone in the out, field, they pick what's had- good for them. If I took a good look at my mother as I was coming out, I said, this is something I'm going to keep in mind. Looks like a good area of the human body. (laughs) 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 And as far as eating is concerned, let's not just talk about what comes from a supermarket. (laughs) Well, well, I was blessed that in my house, we had no... um, Sex was a very open thing. It was cuddles, it was love, it was warm, it was... I never had Mm -hmm. any uh, craziness on it until I went to school and heard my other friends talk about their parents and, you know, what what you're not supposed to do is supposed to do. It never came up in our household. Hmm. So I'm blessed in that way. That my son watched me on the Howard Stern show, brave young man that he was, my Joshua. And he watched it, and um, as long as he knows I'm not Mrs. Robinson and I don't come on to him or any of his friends, he, he's accepted and he's cool with it. So there are all sorts of ways to handle nudity and sexuality. I've never had an affair in my life. I have impeccable integrity. So my sexuality is really very vital life force and erotic, like right. like a... a, a a, a flower garden. It's superb. And then it's just how many people pick black flowers, that's another matter. Well, but in terms of family, my son has learned not to be embarrassed, and he was on the Discovery Channel show, Strange Sex, and they interviewed him, and they said, well, what about your mother? And he said, my mother is a pioneer. And then when they asked him, what about the guys that go out with your mother? He says, I think they're nuts. <laughs> and he wasn't talking about the nuts that, uh, that his mother usually That's <laughs> great. Too. That's great. Well, we're both lucky to have great, great sons. We, well, my son does burlesque. He's, he runs a, a burlesque show, The Love Show, cool. which is beautiful and wonderfully choreographed and fabulous, and he's a talent. But he's his own self, and I think some kids are not brought up with the fortune that we have had. And so just um, for your public, that it, if they could go back deep in their hearts, deep in their soul, be the baby before they come out, they're open to all of what you say, truly. And how you are, Barbara. It's, it's really a, a wonderful thing. And your authenticity and your, your truth of who you are and your commitment, they all, you know, they just you just beam and shine with those things and from that energy sexuality is energy they may want to turn it into something raunchy sexuality isn't sequence honey sexuality is spirituality and there are buddhists and people like that who think no no deny sexuality well if they're saying deny being vulgar and uh, inappropriate and um, sleazy yeah fine but those words are not attached to sexuality for me. Sexuality is beauty. It's, it's the deepest yes. expression of love. It is, it is a youth and life-providing energy force. And if you take beautiful care of your body, and yes, it takes work, then you will be 
ready, willing, and able to appreciate the joys of physical partnership, play, all of it, all of it, all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that those those religious things came up for other reasons. I don't think it had anything to do with evil or good. It had to do with making sure that the people acted in a certain way. I think it was like political, you know, to keep the people mm-hmm. doing what they wanted them to do. Well, I know I grew up uh, down in West Virginia in basically a Southern Baptist town where sex was a total, I mean, it. We when I even learned about sex, it it was so dirty that and when I learned where babies came from I thought you know I looked at my mother who wore you know hats with little veils over them white gloves a purse she wore stockings with seams up the back I I spent more time in the damn churches growing up I mean we would spend all day Sundays at church we would spend Wednesday night in prayer meeting in the summer I had an evangelist cousin who did this thing called seven days of heaven on earth where they would, were saving lost souls, and at the end of the tent meeting, these, this was all in the tent meeting at the at the West Virginia 4-H camp where we slept in cabins and had 24 hours of, of uh, religion, like fundamental Christian religion. I mean, I'm still a Christian, but I'm certainly not fundamental. And then we would have the baptisms, but anytime there would be conversation about sex, it was like, no, you don't do that, you don't go there. And then I thought, well, if it's so dirty, and I found out that's where babies came from, how is it that these uh, religious zealots even had babies? So my mother, who who had six children, claimed to have only had sex six times that she never saw my dad in the nude and that she said you know every time your daddy would walk through the room I would get pregnant I said well tell him to run through the room I mean this is how ridiculous it was so needless to say you know I grew up in a sexually repressed society and and I I think they're still that way but I remember we had a family living down the street from us that had 10 kids that lived in a they lived in a four-room house and I remember one of the kids the older boy said well he said, where do you think babies come from? I said, well, a, a, a crow pooped in a stump and the sun hatched us. He said, oh, no, that's not true. Your mom and dad fuck. That's, how, that's where babies <laughs> come from. And I said, well, what on earth is that? So he explained it to me, and I, and, he's, and I went home, and we were having dinner. I grew up in a, in a really old-fashioned, kind of formal kind of upbringing. And at the dinner table with a couple of my siblings sitting there, I said, um, Mom, do you and Daddy fuck? <laughs> and I mean, it's, it sounded like the Tibetan belt. The forks hit the china plates. And you know, the, the jaws dropped open. I, I, I think we ended up with TMJ that very day with the, with the rapid j- dropping of the jaw. And my mom got up from the table looked at my dad, who was always Frederick. <laughs> his, my mom always said Frederick. It never was Frederick or Fred or Freddie. It was always Frederick. So she said, Frederick, you have to handle this one. And she left the room. And then my my brother, who was five years older than me, slapped me across the face. I said, Odd. what did I do? All I did was say fuck. And <laughs> I, knew, I knew then that it was a no-no. So I never said it again until... Until just now, oh, God. so forgive me. But the, may, you know, I, may I share something? Society, I'm, and a lot of us grew up in these repressed societies. I'm surprised that we even grew up to have a healthy sex life. May I share something just quickly, and then I will let you be brilliant as you are. Um, it's amazing how perception can be different. You were describing how your mother dressed. Yes, and to me. That is such an alluring way to dress. That's like the noir movies. The gloves and the hat and the... Do you know what I mean? That's a sexual way of dressing to my eyes. Well, and it was in I was thinking, eyes too, uh, Barbara, but he did not know what to do with it at that young age, you see. Especially since his uh, propensity was not towards uh, female clothing. However, well, it, he identified I wanted to wear the, the female clothing. I didn't want to run my hand up the skirts, but I wanted to be in the skirts. Right, right. exactly. I also so. thought that the exactly Muslim so. thing, 
that Muslim scarf that the women wear, the head thing and the whole thing. I thought that that was to make a woman more look, look like more like Shahrazad. To me, that looked like enticing. I, I looked at that as alluring, and I wish I could wear that. And I never, it never occurred to me that that was put on to hide them from the public. Mm. You know, it's how you look at it. Well, you can wear a scarf like that anytime you want, honey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I have. I have. You know, and study belly dancing and all of that. But I, it's amazing how you look at one person looks at something and sees one thing, and another person looks at the same thing and well, sees something point else. Of, uh, that Colin and I are speaking about is no matter what way that you see things, that you oh, yeah. have an in, an internal sense of however you've been patterned, that there is another way to be, a way that's free and open. And that's the beauty of age. It gives you the opportunity right. to keep growing and learning. And so you can release so much of what society has put upon you or wishes to do so. Okay. And you can actually mm -hmm. just find it all to be irrelevant, actually, or even funny. So uh, in my book, Retro Age, Four Steps to a Younger You, there's a chapter called Uninsultable. And I decided to write down the ten most repulsive things anybody could say about me. The old hag, people are laughing at me, I'm a cradle snatcher, my kids can't stand me, I'm ridiculous thinking I'm sexy. And I just wrote all these things down. Consequently, after I wrote them down, the whole charge was off them. So that someone can insult me and I'll just look at them and think, well, that's their opinion, now I know one more thing about them. But I never, ever right. get trapped in negativity. And so right. when you hear those things from other people and also from yourself, you know to detonate that negativity. You don't have to turn it into something positive right away, but you don't let it undermine your wonderful yeah. sense of self, which oh, yeah. is growing all the time. Yeah. Well, I, never, I never had those things that I said to myself, but yes, I'm, I agree with you. After the break, I've got a few things I'm going to say to you, and let's see how you can uh, deal with these harsh barbs I'm going to give you. And Bobby, I want to work thank it you up, so baby. Work it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hattie. You're a joy. I'm going to be interested. And I want to thank you, Bobby, for joining us today. I always love to hear Great. from you. And. Hopefully you, you'll sweetheart. join us next Friday again. I, I love your wisdom, and we'll be right okay. back after our break. Okay, darling. Well, we still have a few minutes left, and I, the time is absolutely flying. Of course, we're talking about one of everyone's favorite subjects, and that's sex. But we're also talking about how sex is vital to keeping us youthful, to keeping us vibrant, to keep us alive. But uh, we have a caller on the line that I want to get to. Hi, Margo. Hey, Colin. It's Margo Channing from New York. How are you? Darling. Speaking of darling, forever Darling, how youthful, are you? I'm great. I was going to tell you, darling. After listening to you all, I want to do a burlesque show and have all three of you in it. You, Bobby, Hattie. That would be fantastic. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about clearing a room fast. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're all fabulous and over 60s. Now, please. Talk about gorgeousness, please, honey. Well, one of us is all, over all 60. All three of you could work a feather boa like crazy. <laughs> one of us is over 60, but two of us, not I, are over 70. What? I, Hattie, how old is Hattie? She's 74. 74. In human Fabulous. years, but in I angel just years. I just friended you on she's... Facebook, honey, so please accept my friendship. Okay, that's lovely. Uh, I am actually working for the possibility of a Playboy spread with um, Lady Gaga, and I would be old Lady Gaga, and she would be who she is. And as I used to say when they had uh, touch-ups, uh, that nobody's going to get carpal tunnel syndrome from touching up my photographs. <laughs> <laughs> that well, would be I fabulous. I can't wait to see that. I love the fact that uh, at 72, Hattie was in a double-page Vogue ad uh, for Dolce & Gabbana swimsuits, and there she was on the beach with a hunk pawing all over her in her gold lame swimsuit. 
So I don't think, I, th I think she's the first model, possibly even over 25, that was ever in a swimsuit model. And there she was at 72 uh, on the beach, make, making the other models. Uh, who was it? Was it uh, Claudia Schiffer? Claudia Schiffer. And mm -hmm. you got way more attention than Claudia. Yeah, it was well, shocking. Patty, I'm going to have to do a lot of research on you. Oh, good. Go to my website, www.hattyretroage.com. What? I'm a performer in New York, so I'm a friend of Collins and Dorothy's on Facebook, and I go to see all Dorothy's shows, and I've yet to meet Colin, and I'm dying to do that, so hopefully soon. Well, mm -hmm. you've you've yet to meet me eye to eye, but I certainly know who you are. And I and one of the things I love so about Facebook is that you can participate in so many things. I mean, I participate in your shows uh, via the the internet, and. One oh, yes. of the things that we talked about last week with my social media guest is how, you know, things, particularly Facebook, keep us in the loop. And I'm, you know, like Hattie, I'm constantly talking to people that are moving on in years who, who say things like they don't want the invasion of Facebook and this and that. I go, no, 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 darling, darling, darling. Look. You're in a rapid transit kind of world, and you're traveling by stagecoach. You have got to get in step. You have got to be on Facebook. And I adore you on Facebook. You've got one of the most fabulous pages that there. And I can visit oh, all of you. Without leaving the comfort of my home, you know, my my gimlet, my my sleeping pills, my my uh, cucumbers <laughs> on my eyes, and I feel like Kelly Kelly O'Hara, and I and I, I'm socializing until I can't even read my own writing, and I say it's good night. But I adore you, Margot. Well, thank you. Um, I've been listening for the past couple of weeks, and the show is just fabulous, and um, I'm so glad I was able to call in today. And just one more note about the Facebook thing. I mean, it's just opened the world for me. Uh, next month in September, I, I, from a contact in Facebook, I'm going to Spain to do a performance. So it's just one of those things where, yes, you have to be, you know, social networking nowadays. It's just fabulous. Well, and one of the things about Facebook that, you know, that, that keeps us young, and this is something that Hattie is really great about, is that your posts have to be interesting because you don't want to be a mm -hmm. scroll over Facebook person. I mean, when, when I see, I had a friend that would put things on like uh, chicken or fish. The, and the next one, he would say he's having a, a home-cooked meal by his mom. And the next one was, will he wear the brown pants or the black pants? And I said, you know what? I'm putting you on hide. I don't care if you have chicken fish. I don't give a rat's ass what you're having. And you're boring on Facebook. Give me something on Facebook that either inspires me, makes me laugh, it gets me thinking. I, we have a lot of political things on Facebook. I've got these very conservative right-wing uh, relatives down in West Virginia, and I, of course, am so liberal, I'm ready to fall off the liberal cliff. And we get conversations going on Facebook that, that gives two different points of view. And, you know... I watch MSNBC. I'm a Keith Olbermann, Rachel Maddow fan. I never watch O'Reilly. So when you're looking at MSNBC, they're talking to the choir. And, and you're never going to get the O'Reilly people to look at Rachel Maddow. So he's talking to his choir. But on Facebook, you can get dialogue going that keeps us inspired. And it's the inspiration that keeps me young and in the game. And Hattie works oh, electronic media beautifully. I'm so impressed, Hattie. I can't wait. Hattie, I'm going to be all over Marco? you. I'm going to be reading everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be pitching. My PR person, Joshua Plant, is going to be pitching me once again to Howard Stern because I was on several years ago. And what I say about yeah. my breasts is they've stood up to the test of time. Hey. I'll say. <laughs> yes. and, and, my my and, last post my last post on Facebook was that 
I think I'm going to start hooking again because rehearsing for my shows is just a little bit too much hard work sometimes, you know. <laughs> well, well, Hattie says... Curiosity, but, it's so cute that you say that, Margot. In my 70s, believe it or not, the only job that I can get that really pay well, and I promise you that I've had offers, is to be either a dominatrix or a prostitute. Now, I've given away a lot of free stuff in both those domains, and I could be very wealthy by now if I followed up on that. But it's such a curiosity that, of course, I'll do it for free when I feel like it. But those areas of sexuality, the older woman is becoming so desirable. Ah, I used to have to chase men. No way. Men say to me, now, how can I please you? I mean, after the shock value of that sentence, then I relax and enjoy myself. But it is pleasantly shocking. Well, you well, know that's what? Because of, that's because of ladies like you, right? So you're you're keeping us in, you're keeping everybody in the game. She is, Margo. Thank you so much for right, gotta, joining I, us. Oh no, and I can't wait to see I'll be, your show. I'll be listening Hattie, every I'll week. Be there, and uh, we'll <laughs> catch up on Facebook. Hattie. All right. Thank you, darling. Thank Bye, you, Hattie. Darling. Bye, Bye, darling. Tonight I'll be on Inside Bye. Edition at 11.30, so you can see me live. Inside oh. Edition, 11.30. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, I will catch that. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, darling. Hi. Patty. I'm yes, telling you, dear. I have never had an hour of my life go by so quickly. I mean, I just don't, maybe you and I can call each other and we can keep this conversation going, but we're about <laughs> to have to say goodbye to our to our listeners. But I cannot I mean, I I <clears throat> I know it's time for you to go and have your second orgasm of the day. <laughs> so <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep you much longer and I will be watching you tonight on Inside Edition I've so enjoyed you last night on the uh, Joy Behar show you you really were fabulous and the Learning Channel last week was amazing, I am so proud of you you're an overnight media sensation giving Betty White a run for her money and next week we're going to have another fabulous guest as always, on the Colin Lively Show, this is Colin Lively bidding you all goodbye for another Friday afternoon. And be sure to catch us on the Zeus Radio Network, the Colin Lively Show, every Friday at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. And make sure you send our archive shows to your friends, especially today's Hattie Retro Age. I'm going to go and now read the second chapter of Sex and the Senior si- the single senior a cougar search for love i guess i'm the gay cougar and i can't wait to try some of these techniques see you all next week